Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 9th. 2017. My name is Phil prosper I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. A happy Friday to you all. We are now less than two weeks until the NBA draft, so there's a lot to get to here on the podcast. We're going to be in draft overdrive mode as we get to June 22nd. It's going to come faster than everyone believes, and so today we're going to do a couple of quick draft profiles on a couple of players the Magic could be looking at with the sixth pick kind of doubt. One of them I'm beginning to suspect the Magic might be taking a closer look at, but we shall see. I'll do a quick profile on those two players. I'm also going to talk a little bit about Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Since yesterday, I ended up doing a, a podcast with Ricky Skrika um, of Orlando Magic Daily. We talked a lot about uh, we talked about Magic fandom and, and the state of Magic fandom as it is right now and why this is a really important moment in Magic in, in the Magic's franchise history and the Magic's franchise development um, as they're trying to get out of this rebuild and this really interesting climate in the Orlando sports scene. I highly suggest you go back and listen to that. It's Orlando Magic Daily podcast, episode number 70, The State of the Orlando Magic Fan. You can get that on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts, your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, that's the place, best place to go to subscribe to the podcast and get this podcast downloaded to your device every single day. Every weekday, I'm still punching out episodes. You know, that's probably going to slow down once we get into July and August. But for now, I'm still going every single day talking about the Orlando Magic, talking about what this team's going to do, and preparing you for the NBA draft. It is the best place to get Magic information. Just like I would say, entering Game 4 of the NBA Finals tonight, the best place to get your Finals information is from Locked On Cavaliers and Locked On Warriors. I've been, you know, promoting their... Their podcast, it's not just because they're on the network. They do a fantastic job covering their teams. And before we dive into some finals talk and some news that's been going on with the Magic, uh, I want to give one more, I just want to say one more thing. Be on the lookout next week for the Locked On NBA podcast. The Locked On Network is doing its own mock draft. I'm participating. I've, I've picked for the Magic at six already. Uh, we'll be burning through all those picks, as, picks pretty soon. I'll have more information but be on the lookout next week. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. There's a great episode up already up now uh, with Jonathan Givoni of Draft Express. He is the draft guy. He actually, I think, he actually won my mock my my privately kept track of mock draft competition. Um, but he is the draft expert. Um, so he spoke with uh, with uh, David Locke on the Locked On NBA podcast. So be sure to download that, and you'll get the Locked On. NBA podcast, Mock Draft, downloaded next week when we begin. Before we dive into the NBA Finals, I'm going to kind of go quickly into that. There is a little bit of NBA, there's a little bit of magic news to report. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. of NC State was up with the Knicks uh, earlier this week, and he let slip to reporters that he did that he would indeed meet 
with the Orlando Magic. I don't know if he let slip, but a source let slip that Dennis Smith was going to meet with the Magic, um, not do a second workout. Um, he worked out for the Magic before the NBA draft lottery. Um, so Matt Lloyd was in was at least in charge of the interview portion of that workout. And uh, on top of all that, uh, you know Frank Vogel and his staff were involved with the workout, so they don't feel the necess- the ne- they didn't feel the necessity to do a second workout. But certainly with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and, and the new staff in charge now, they wanted to get that second interview in so that the new guys, the guys who are actually making the pick now, would have a good sense of who Dennis Smith is as a person. So Magic reportedly had a second meeting with Dennis Smith. I don't believe that means that there's added interest to Dennis Smith or that Dennis Smith is a top target. He certainly should be someone they look at with the sixth pick. But I think it's a more ministerial. I think it was more, let's get this guy in one more time. Let's make sure our top guys know who this person is. It's one thing to read in a report, another thing to interact with him directly. And I think that's what needed to happen. Everyone has been asking me, are the Magic going to bring Smith in for a second interview or a second workout? This seems to be the way that they solve that. So Dennis Smith is officially in the books with the Magic and the new Magic staff. Um, uh, on top of all this, Malik Monk is working out with the Phoenix Suns earlier this week, and he said to reporters in Phoenix that he is on his way to Orlando next. So I imagine Monk worked out for the Magic either Thursday, maybe Friday. Some At some point, Malik Monk will have worked out for the Orlando Magic. So the Magic are, if they haven't already, because there's been very little reporting on this, but the Magic are looking very closely at several prospects with that sixth overall pick, and it seems like they're getting ready to ramp that into overdrive as we enter the final two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm, my voice just went hoarse like right while, right while I was talking there. Um, let's talk about Game 3 of the NBA Finals. That Game 3 of the NBA Finals was everything we've wanted from this NBA playoffs and more. It was just absolutely Brilliant play from both teams. Cleveland, honestly, threw about as good of a punch as I think they can throw. Um, LeBron James is just... There There are no more words to describe LeBron James. Like That wasn't uh, Game 5 of the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to win this game, but it got pretty close. And, and James, just he just did everything. I mean, I think he's averaging a triple-double in this NBA Finals. It's... He was, he was determined to make sure Cleveland won that game. And Kyrie Irving, with the way he played, especially in that third quarter, I think it was, when Cleveland took control of the game, he was determined to, to, to get that team into the winning column, too. Remember, it was, to me, really, LeBron is LeBron. He's going to put up incredible stat numbers. It was Kyrie Irving's play in Game 6 and 7 that won the NBA Finals last year for the Cavaliers and, and the trust that LeBron put in his teammates. And, you know... Uh, unfortunately, that trust wasn't rewarded this time around from LeBron, and, and he said it again. He's going to keep throwing it to Kyle Korver in the corner when they're up two like that. But uh, what's there to say about Golden State? Golden State kind of stuck to their regular rotation when the Cavs learned in the first half they can't let LeBron rest. LeBron had to play, and LeBron, I think, in Game 4, barring a blowout, is going to play all 48 minutes of that game. Um, But... It didn't matter in the end. It, it just it, it just didn't matter. Golden State's down six with what two and a half minutes to play, and there's just no doubt that that game's not that a that game's not over, and b Golden State's going to win it. You know, it's, it's not just about Stephen Curry hitting impossible threes, which he did. It's just 
how do you defend that team in transition? If you miss a shot, if you make a mistake, they're coming right back at you and they're going for that three-point line and they're going for the kill. It's, it, I, you know, if, if, if I'm the Cavs, I don't know how you don't come away from that game very deflated and somewhat defeated. I expect that, you know, LeBron James is a champion. You know, say what everyone wants to say about him. He is a champion. He's going to give it his all on, on Friday night for game four. But it just it didn't feel like there's a lot more Cleveland can do. They were blitzing pick and rolls, which is a great adjustment for Golden State into a lot of turnovers, which did help keep the game close. And, and Golden State still has a tendency to turn the ball over. That 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 is their big Achilles heel, is they will throw the ball around a little bit. But again, it, when they lock in on either on both ends, they just put so much pressure on you. And they've got so many playmakers and they've got so many shooters. They're gonna find a way. And it's it was it was it, last game three was one of the best finals games I have seen. It's one of the most entertaining games I've watched. It was just great play after great play after great play after great play. And when it seemed like Cleveland was ready to pull away and give us a series, Golden State was like Temple of Dooming them, just sticking their hand right into the guy's chest, screaming Kali Ma and ripping his heart out and staring at it while it beats and then staring back at them. That's, that, that, that's what it felt like. And I'm sorry I had to reference Temple of Doom because that's that, that movie's just not very good, except for that one scene. And the minecart scene. Minecart scene's really good too. But man. That's I I I hope Cleveland can steal game four because I like more basketball and I want more basketball in my life. But Golden State is just they're just on another level. And I, I don't know if there's much more Cleveland can do than what they did on on Wednesday. But it's in the past now, and Cleveland gets another crack at them Friday night at Quicken Loans Arena. The Cleveland Cavaliers will try to avoid the sweep as Magic fans. We know that getting swept in the finals is not fun. So we'll see if the Cavaliers can avoid that. If the Cavaliers get swept, it'll actually be the second time they've been swept in the finals. LeBron and the Cavs were swept in 2007 by the San Antonio Spurs. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Okay, let's turn our attention back to the NBA draft now. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, we're getting to the nitty-gritty here, and I have a couple of prospects that I want to profile today that are definitely in the running for the sixth pick, depending on who you talk to. Um, but they'd be a little bit of a reach. Uh, I don't. I don't have them in my wheelhouse. They're not my favored candidates for the sixth overall pick in the draft. But I think it's important to talk about these guys. Important to note who they are because certainly 
the Magic could pick them. And I'm going to start with probably the guy that, that I'm least high on among the top picks, and that's going to be Laurie Markkinen of Arizona. Markkinen put up some really good numbers at Arizona. He he, he has all the looks of, uh, of a player who can contribute. The issue with Markkinen to me is he, he's while he's got a very unique skill for a player of his size, he doesn't have the star potential that the Magic need. Remember when we've talked about the Magic's needs, I, I've talked less about positional need and more about role needs. The Magic need a player that 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 the rest of the team will kind of galvanize around, will kind of um, be built around for the future. And it could be Aaron Gordon, but you, you need that second player too. And Laurie Marketing to me just doesn't have that makeup. He is a very, very skilled player. I think he does have a place in the league. But I don't see it as as a, a star, and I actually don't even see it as a starter. I think he can play some spot starter minutes. It's not that he can't start. But on a winning team, I'm not sure he's your starting center. And considering the Magic are stacked at center anyway... I don't think he would be a good fit for the team to begin with. Markkinen's big skill is he is a seven-footer who can shoot the ball and shoot the ball really well. He's a good three-point shooter. He's got fantastic range. He's got NBA range. And it's not like he's a stiff either. He's got some mobility and some athleticism. When you give him a pump fake, he will drive past you. He is in every sense of the word, a guard in a center's body, but without the fluidity of a guard. So he he has a place in the NBA, so don't get me wrong there. I think that he fits the NBA, especially the modern NBA game, where centers are expected to be able to step out and shoot, and if you can shoot the three-pointer at the center position, even better. Clears the floor. Where I think he really struggles is the other things the modern NBA asks the center to do. Modern NBA needs a center that will rebound. Modern NBA needs a center that will protect the rim. Add a little bit of toughness in the paint. Be a little bit of a deterrent to keep guards from driving into the lane scot-free. And that's not what Markkinen does on the defensive end. Markkinen is not a strong low-post player on either end of the floor. And I think he's going to get muscled around a little bit once he gets into the league. It's not, it's not the stereotype of a finesse three-pointer. He's really just a stretch five. Whatever, role, whatever you think of a, of a typical stretch four... That's Markkinen, except he's a center. Maybe you could play him a little bit at the stretch forward to, to limit some of the banging that he would have to do. But having him guard against post-bound players, and there's not many of them left, but they do exist, especially at the center position, I think would be very bad. I, I don't think that would be a good decision, and I don't think that that would lead to success ultimately for him. Markkinen is going to be someone that puts up points. I think he'll put up points because he'll make three-pointers, and teams will leave him open. And he'll be able to work in between. And so, he's got a future, but I just... My opinion, he's got a very low ceiling. I I just don't see his ceiling being particularly high. He's not a Dirk... I mean, he's not really a Dirk Nowitzki type who can get to the foul line, create his own shot, and, and, and Dirk eventually learned to hold his own in the post. Wasn't a great post defender, but he could hold his own. I'm not sure Markinen ever gets there. And because Markinen never gets there, I think it's a hard pass on him. He's a great shooter, and the Magic needs shooting, but not from that position. Because Nikola Vucevic, while he can't get to the three point line, 
is a good shooter and, and is really what you want from a center offensively, at least with his jump shot. There's some other issues with Vucevic, but at least with his jump shot, that's what you want. Or you can at least live with it. Marketing shooting threes is maybe a little bit better, but I think Vucevic is ultimately a better offensive player. And as I've said so many times with the center position, don't mess with it unless you find truly better options. And so I don't think that's where Markkanen falls into place. I don't think he fits that bill. And so for me, while the Magic should certainly do their homework on Markkanen, get to know him and figure out if he's a, um, if he can be a part of the team's future, I think the Magic will have to pass on him for that reason. The second guy I want to talk about on today's episode is a little bit more interesting and a little bit more intriguing because while I think everyone is focusing a lot on the types of players Jeff Weltman and John Hammond have drafted in the past, they've 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 focused a lot on on Giannis Antetokounmpo. And in fact, you know, uh, John Hammond was on ESPN Orlando uh, two days ago. And one of the, uh, I think it was Nick Ronowitz of ESPN Orlando, asked him, you know, you t- at Milwaukee, you tend to pick these these long, versatile wings. And, you know, guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, guys like Thon Maker, guys like uh, Malcolm Brogdon. And so it, it does feel like Hammond has a type. Now remember, Weltman's the one making the decisions. He's the one ultimately making the draft call and deciding who the team takes. But... I do. I, there's definitely a type, and I do think the Magic are going to be looking for that kind of a player. Hammond also said they're going to take the best player available with this pick. So take that for what that is, too. And that's where I think Frank Tilakina from France is really, really interesting. If there's a wild card for the Magic to take in this draft, I would put my money on Tilakina. Tilakina uh, has been gaining some buzz lately uh, because his measurements have come in and he is ridiculously long. And in fact, many project him to make an make a impact offensively pretty immediately. Kid's, I think, 19 years old. He, he's got a good defensive profile to him. He's got the physical attributes and the athleticism to be a strong defender. The question with him, of course, is just how raw is he? He's not doesn't have a, like a lot of European players. Doesn't have a lot of high level experience. Tore it up at the FIBA U eighteen European Championship uh, in December. Um, so he looks like a really good. He looks really good compared to players in his class. So it, it, he has the profile that that he'll be a player. He's got to improve his jumper. Got to improve his offense. Um, he, he played a lot off the ball last year for his team because Irving Walker, the former Florida Gator, was there. Um, and, and no one's really sure if he's a point guard or a shooting guard. So there's some positional questioning with him too because he's not a great playmaker, but he can get into the paint. He's shown flashes that he can do it. Um, he can get into the paint and, and he can score a little bit. But his defense is what will make him an NBA player. That's really the skill that defines him. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something the Magic want to shy away from because for the last five years, they've taken a lot of players who 
had some glaring offensive deficiencies, but were supposed to be good defenders, had strong defensive profiles. And so maybe the Magic want to avoid that type. But if they're looking for long, versatile players, you know, you're looking at Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson, you're looking at Frank, you know, maybe Dennis Smith, although Dennis Smith doesn't measure out as long, so his defensive potential is limited. He's got the offense going. But you're also, you also have to look at Frank Tilkina. The, the question will be, are the Magic willing to be patient to let this kid grow? Are they going to be a little gun-shy because their last foreign pick hasn't panned out? You know, is that something that weighs on them? Their last, really, two foreign picks haven't panned out. If you go back to Fran Vasquez, is, is, is ownership going to be skept- a little bit skeptical to pull the trigger on that because, because of past history? Tilakin is coming to the NBA this year, so, so that's not the issue. The issue is how much of what he did in Europe for Strasbourg, for the French Nash, for the French U18 team, how much of that translates to the NBA? And it's a legitimate question. I like Tilakina. I think that he does have all that potential, and I think that he can fulfill that potential at the NBA level. Do I think he'll become a star? That's the big question. And my answer tends toward no. I think his his jumper's got a long way to go to get to that level, to that level, to get to that NBA ready level. And it's gonna be a little bit of a struggle for him to get comfortable. But there's certainly a lot to like in Tilakina. There's a ton to like in him. Um and, and it seems like he's only continuing to grow. It's only, it does feel like he's only scratched the surface on what he can be. And the way he played at the U18s, if he plays like that, he's going to find a place in this league. I think if the Magic took him at six, it would be a stretch. It would definitely be a stretch. And there are lots of players I like more than him. There are definitely six or seven. There are definitely eight or nine players I like more than Tilakina. But if the Magic are going to take a reach on a player at six, if they're really not happy with anything else they've got. I don't think Tilakina is the worst choice. I'd probably take Monk over him. I'd definitely take Smith over him, despite the physical profile, despite the measurements. And I would probably take a lot of other players over him. But Tilakina is really, really interesting. I'm intrigued to see what happens in his career. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on him. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic, uh, wrapping up this week. Um, so, you know, don't, don't forget to, to watch the NBA Finals, of course, Friday at 9 o'clock. You can also check out Locked On Warriors and Locked On Cavaliers for your complete recap and coverage of the NBA Finals. They both do a fantastic job. I listen to both Locked On Cavaliers and Locked On Warriors. They do a fantastic job. Definitely check them out and definitely check out the Locked On NBA podcast with Jonathan Gavoni of Draft Express, and be sure to subscribe to that podcast too so you get the complete Locked On Network NBA mock draft. I'll be recording uh, my pick this weekend uh, for the show. We'll be, we'll be on the first show. I think the, the top six goes on, uh, I think it's I think we're going to release that um, June 14th. Don't quote me on that, but I'll have more details on that next week. So be sure to check that out. Definitely, definitely check that. Definitely check out 
the Gavoni podcast. Uh, they do a great, some great interviews on the Locked On NBA show, so definitely check that out. You can, of course, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher. Tune in all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And be sure to check out Orlando Magic Daily Podcast, episode 70. That was yesterday's episode, talking about the state of the Orlando Magic fan with Orlando Magic Daily's Ricky Skrika. Speaking of Orlando Magic Daily, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Daily, as well as like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic throughout the weekend, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, have a great weekend for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again Monday on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.